0: Hi everybody. This is Emily Deal with uh, Magical Moments Podcast. Hello. Um it is currently 1053 Tuesday night. Um this is not the plan. <laughs> this is not the plan to do it this late. Um I went to the gym today and um I'm my husband and I are looking for a home. So I did all that stuff today and it's just I don't know. It, it hit me in like a ton of bricks. I normally do these on Sundays. Um but that didn't happen. So anyway, um welcome to um this episode. Um I'm gonna kinda kinda talk about um just my life <laughs> for the last couple of weeks, my realizations and um some shadowy stuff that i was kind of working on um for like just inner inner work basically um and what i realized was is that i have a lot of thoughts in my head that are limiting that aren't necessarily coming from me but being repeated to myself by me because of what other people have either said about me or I have observed them talk, say, to about other people. So um, that may sound a little confusing, but I wanted to just really dive deeper into that because I realized that um, I grew up around, this is me kind of being a little bit more vulnerable than Typical, And um, I just realized, like, I, I grew up in a family where... I lived in a small town, first of all. I, I was not the... My family was not the only one who did this. And when I mean my family, I mean, like, my large, like, cousins, aunts, uncles, that kind of family. Like, family, not my immediate family. Um, But I grew up in a very small town, and a town where everyone knew each other and their business, and... <laughs> It, you know everyone was gossiping at the at the local church and you know over the potlucks um i don't know if they had potlucks but you know what i mean uh everyone knew your business like if you did something wrong or if you did something great like people knew about it and um i grew up in a family where um people either you know talked about somebody behind their back, or, um, you know, just had something smart to say um, about somebody else, whether or not they were in the room, or in the room next door, or they left. So, I realized this had planned a an effect on me more than I probably ever realized. I want to say I was very observant as a child. I was, um, and children are observant anyway. They are like little sponges. So it's always important to just kind of, um, not necessarily watch what you say, but like be mindful. Cause like, honestly, like I don't, and, and I feel like a lot of people could probably, um, empathize with this and sympathize with this, that, um, all of these things that I had thought about as of my childhood and the family that I grew up in and, and what the norm was for my small town family, um, had a larger effect on me than I ever realized. And so this played a huge effect on me and my life of, um, this is so funny. I realized, I didn't realize I was doing this until probably a while ago, maybe a month ago. And it realized that the reason why, for me anyway, why I try to be the last one at the event or the last one at someone's house or I try not to leave, I try not to be the first one to leave a party, an event, a small get together, like I I do my best. And this is something I have actually been working on, but I have really struggled of FOMO like not necessarily I guess it's not FOMO it's not fear of missing out what it actually is is my I do not want to leave and then be talked about um so the idea is if I'm there from beginning to end at this party or event or get together then no one can talk shit about me or just talk about me and my business at all right um and so I didn't realize, like, again, and this all comes from me as a child, mind you. Um, and this is, no one's to blame. Literally, this is the culture of a small freaking town. It really is. No one's to blame. And I'm not trying to blame anybody or whatever or make it seem like, oh, my life is so hard. This is just an explanation. And maybe by me sharing with you guys when I have you know, realized for myself, maybe that'll help you to maybe um, just think deeper and critically about you, your life and the patterns that you have noticed um, currently and how maybe that was influenced by something that happened as for you as a kid. I don't know. That is my goal. I just wanted to make that very clear. (laughs) My intention isn't to what uh, to just make it seem like, um god, yeah, my like my life is so hard or whatever. And like, don't get me wrong, like we we have hard moments and I've had hard moments um in my life. And um my point is just sharing this with you because this was like a huge like realization and I had to do a little bit of shadow stuff regarding maybe my family life. Um again, I was very observant as a child, I was a very emotional child. I've always been an intuitive. Always, 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 especially as a kid, I feel like I was very intuitive, very sensitive, highly sensitive child, um, and very just empathetic. Like, I, that's who I was. And, um, yeah, so this whole thing about me wanting to, this desire or fear, actually, to be, not be the not to be the first one to leave a party and to always be the last one standing at a party or an event is because I grew up in an environment where as soon as somebody left, things were being talked about by them. Um, whether it was good or bad, it didn't matter, right? They were just talking about their business, talking about things, giving their opinions to each other, gossiping really is what it was, gossiping, and so now, as an adult, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I don't want to leave early, because if I leave early, then they're going to talk about me, and I don't want to, if they can't talk about me if I'm here, like, how wild is that, even if it's a situation where I really don't want to be there, or I'm just done being there, I feel uncomfortable, and I'm not enjoying myself, I struggle with taking the initiative of being like, I am going to leave, so, anyway, long story short, that is a huge realization for myself and um, it kind of bleeds into um, another shadowy stuff which just kind of me coming to terms with something that I didn't really feel, I don't know how I want to explain this, me coming to terms with something I've always knew I had but never Believed in it. Uh, Believed in it for myself. I believe in it for other people. But I didn't want to admit that I was struggling. And so, that's really what has been happening the last couple weeks or so. um, I've really... My mental health has just... It took a toll. It really was... I had some really scary days and thoughts. Um, Really really terrifying thoughts that I never thought I would ever have, and um, me not sharing it with other people, and I think it comes back into what I talked about previously, you know, with my family, is that I struggle with telling people my business, even if it is coming from me, and I think it's because I don't want to give people an opportunity to just, Talk about me, even though I have zero control over whether or not that happens. Zero control over what people's opinion of me are. I have zero control over that. And, um, but it's still something that I am currently deconditioning for myself, like this pattern of wanting people to assume or to reach out to me and being so, like, what is it? Compassion fatigued. Like, I'm so drained that because I feel like I'm this, I can be the support for so many people, but no one wants to be the support for me. And I'm just sitting here and telling myself now, after I've gone through that period of time of just battling uh, really depression and... Now I'm like sitting here and being like, yeah, of course. Like, <laughs> like of course you feel that way. Of course you feel like you're the support for everybody else. And no one can be the support for you because you don't allow people to be the support for you. You don't communicate how you're actually feeling. And um I was gonna do an episode today actually for this week about people pleasing, but I'm going to kind of tie it into next week, I think, because Really what it comes down to isn't me, I'm trying to think here. So what it really comes down to isn't me necessarily wanting to make other people uncomfortable. It's me having to sit with my own discomfort first. Coming to terms with my own discomfort first. And owning that first. First. In order to adequately and effectively communicate my needs and feelings to those around me, it's avoidance is what's happening. It's not necessarily for me in this in this particular example. It's not necessarily about fear of making other people uncomfortable. That's not it. Um, is that a part of it? Yes, absolutely. Like as a recovering like people pleaser, like. That is going, that's showing up continuously as a pattern in multiple different scenarios. So, right, I'm facing it almost every single day now uh, during deconditioning and just shadow work stuff. Um, But anyway, what it actually is, is my avoidance to sit with my own emotions, my own feelings first. So that I can communicate and lean on other people to support me, right? You, I can't, I can't assume other people are just going to know how I feel. How would they know? If I don't communicate it, how will they know? If I don't communicate to them that, hey, I'm not doing well. I feel like I'm very depressed and I feel more destructive than constructive and I don't want to be that way and I'm just having a difficult time so just understand. I just want understanding and compassion, like, that's all I want, and, and that was the, during my whole time, I don't even know when I was last, last week, who knows, I don't even remember, but, you know, I went up to somebody, and I was just like, hey, like, this is really hard for me to be this vulnerable, and I'm here, I don't have solutions, I don't even really think I want solutions right at this point, because I don't know, I don't know what, solutions look like right now. And I said, I have been battling depression for a while and probably longer than I care to admit right now. However, I am continually, con- continuously, excuse me, to work on myself to better my mental health so that way I can show up for those around me. And that was a huge step for me because There's multiple layers to that, and I'll get into it maybe deeper in a different episode. But there's multiple layers to that, right? The first layer is one I had to become comfortable with admitting to myself that I was battling depression. I had to get comfortable enough to sit with my depression, to feel that depression, that anguish, that heartache, that loneliness to sit with those feelings, which made me uncomfortable, right? Which is why we all avoid it, especially myself, right? Because it makes us uncomfortable. So the issue wasn't necessarily me, like, worrying about making other people uncomfortable. I don't give a shit about that anymore. However, the biggest thing was avoiding, like, less than happy avoiding certain emotions is what it comes down to really because happiness is not a correct emotion like and I hope everyone understands that happiness is not a correct emotion however we've been taught that it's a correct emotion right if we didn't throw a tantrum as a child we were you know positively reinforced if we threw a tantrum we were negatively reinforced right any big feelings that aren't associated with happiness, we receive negative reinforcement for, right? Like, as children, everything comes down to, I think, as children, right? And and this is no shade or, you know, I'm not being, like, I don't know. It's just no, it's no shade to, like, parents in general, right? Parents do what they can, Right? Parents provide us the tools that they have. If they don't have the tools to help regulate my ner- to teach me how to regulate my nervous system as a child, they're not going to teach me that. If they don't have the tools for themselves to teach me about, you know, behaviors. If they don't have the tools themselves about... If they don't have the tools about boundaries. If they don't have the tools about how to feel and acknowledge and, and be in your emotions. If our own parents didn't have those tools as adults, what makes you feel think that they were going to teach that as children, right? And the parents the parents do what they can with the tools that they have. That's it. And so... Where was I going with this? Um... And so the point is, is that a lot of things come down to children, right? And how we were brought up as children. Um, because those were like very important stages of our lives, right? That was like important. So happiness is not a correct emotion, even though we've been taught that. And so the reason why most of us are so avoidant of Anything that has that isn't associated with happiness, we get so uncomfortable because we are taught that we will have a negative outcome or negative consequence or just something negative will happen to us if we sat with those feelings and expressed those feelings that's important and so basically my avoidance to not wanting to feel my own depression, to not wanting to acknowledge my own depression actually prevented me from receiving the support that I need from the people who I love in my life and who love me in my life, right? Um, If I'm so avoidant to acknowledge that, hey, yes, I've battled with this depression and anxiety for a long time, right? And if I'm not currently ready to acknowledge that that is in existence in my life currently, And this is something that I've battled with for a while. If I'm not ready to acknowledge it, what makes you feel like I'm not going to be able to adequately and effectively express to other people how I've been feeling? And therefore, if I can't adequately and effectively express to people and communicate to people how I'm feeling, then I can't communicate what I need, right? And so it's really important to understand that identifying your own avoidance to your own emotions can be masked by maybe not wanting other people to be uncomfortable, right? It's not, you're projecting, you're projecting onto others your own discomfort. That's what's actually happening, right? It's not that you don't want to, your fear of making other people uncomfortable. It's the fear of you Sitting with your own discomfort in that moment in front of somebody else. That's what's actually happening. Um, And amongst other things, too. And I think, too, while speaking to this person about how I was doing and feeling in my life and just feeling depressed and battling depression in my life, I didn't go in there expecting a certain outcome. I didn't go in there expecting a certain reaction or behavior from that other person. I didn't go in there expecting anything. I had zero expectations because I, it, if I have, if I hold expectations, then I am assuming the role that I want to be accepted. I didn't give a fuck if I was going to be accepted or not by what I was going to say. Did I trust this person? Absolutely. And did they um, accept me for who I am and my emotions? Yeah, absolutely. But I didn't go into... This meeting or conversation, at, more so, expecting one a specific reaction, two, um, expecting them to accept me for who I was and how I was feeling in that moment. I didn't go in there in there expecting that, and especially with acceptance, I didn't. I I didn't ever feel rejected because I didn't feel. I, I didn't go in there to be accepted. And that's from my, my friend Paige. Like, she says that, like, if you are, your fear of rejection is actually you, like, expecting yourself to be accepted. If you aren't wanting to, like, you can't be rejected if you never cared about being accept, accepted in the first place, which I think is very powerful, right? So, those are the two biggest things. And I just realized how many times myself, and I'm sure other people can relate to this, how many times... I go into a situation to communicate what I need and my feelings and all this stuff, but yeah, I'm still expecting the other person to react in a certain way or to, you know... Do something for me, you know what I mean? I don't go in there expecting that. What I do, what I did go into when communicating my emotions is one. Like I said, I was able to sit with my own discomfort for a long time before speaking with somebody. Um, because I wanted to feel it, I was like, these are emotions that are creeping up in my body, and I and I need to feel them. They're here for a reason, and me resisting all of these emotions are just making them feel so much more bigger bigger than than before right and so i sat with my emotions for a long time and understood that i was avoidant of those emotions for a very long time you know and i i learned that came to that realization in therapy actually and um it was just really wonderful and so understanding that my own avoidance was actually prohibiting me from getting support. Like, that's a huge thing, right? Again, I don't expect people to support me um, in a lot of things. However, people do. Like, I have people in my life who I don't expect it from them. They just, they just do it. They just, they just support me for who I am and what I'm doing and, and how I feel, right? And, um, my own husband has said this before. I'm like, you know what? My cup is just flowing so much. Like I, I don't, I can't add one more thing. I will explode. And he's like, well, why don't you just like lean on me and, and have me take some of that, that stuff. Right. And the reason why I've, I I've felt alone is because I make myself feel alone. Right. I make myself feel alone because I'm avoidant of my own emotions. And if I'm avoidant of my own emotions and I'm not expressing my emotions one and two I'm not feeling my emotions and I'm not sitting with my emotions in order to allow me to communicate what it is that I truly need and um in some instances I don't know what I need and all I need sometimes I don't there's nothing tangible I should say that I need right sometimes there is sometimes it's like hey like can you take care of this phone call for me because this is just I can't do another phone call right can you schedule this for me can you whatever right um do something tangible for me but a lot of times you know sometimes what people need and what I have needed and that talking about this moment where I just kind of opened up to to somebody about and expressing and communicating how I'm feeling And not only communicating how I've been been feeling in the past, but also communicating in the moment that this felt very hard for me and that my emotions felt very big. So I am expressing this by crying. So I, you know, was able to just say, I don't have, I'm not here for solutions. I don't have solutions. I can't communicate tangibly what I need. What I need is just for somebody to understand, to be compassionate um, to express empathy to me and to just support. That's all, right? I'm just coming to you for support. And that was huge. I think this was very big for me to do. And I didn't give myself enough credit uh, of that at all because I, yeah, I just, I just didn't, couldn't comprehend that this was, then I was like, oh, I am here putting words to my feelings. And I think it's important when you are feeling big emotions that it's okay to not have the words right away of how you're feeling. And I think it's okay, and actually I encourage this, is for people to take a few days to just sit with all of those emotions. Those are big emotions. And just sit with them. And... Understand that if they're big emotions and they're, they're hard emotions to to have in that moment, that you're going to need some time. And it's okay. It's okay. And I think I myself, and many people, I believe, just from our society, that we try to quickly fix our how we're feeling and and, um, trying to be happy as fast as we can. And what's going on, is, what's happening is actually, again, the avoidance, avoiding our emotions, which when we avoid our emotions, we dishonor our emotions. We dishonor ourselves. Like, no, 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 You, you know, you are deserving of honoring yourself, all of yourself. And that comes with the emotions that are not happy. Again, happiness is not a correct emotion or feeling. It's one. It's one of like thousands of and hundreds of emotions. And it's okay to feel all of them. And it's okay to feel all of them all at once. And so, this isn't, it was my realization. It was more of a realization that like, oh my gosh, I I have been feeling very depressed. But I've been avoiding it. I've just been playing it off. I was like, oh... It's just this or or whatever. Or trying to find a quick fix for it. That's another thing. I've been trying to find a quick fix for it. Or um, without allowing myself to feel it first. And even in, I have this big emotional wheel, emotion wheel, which you can find on, like, Google. Just type in, like, emotion wheel, whatever. And every time I'm feeling depressed, I never pick the word depressed. I don't or I didn't. (laughs) Now I do. And so I just think it's really valuable to understand in people pleasing, we make a lot of our own decisions that end up working against us because of either expecting a positive or negative outcome, right, when communicating how we feel. And two, we're, all, we're just as avoidant to our own discomfort as we like to claim and say that we don't want other people to feel uncomfortable, right? Are people pleasing, we're like, oh, I don't want other people to feel uncomfortable. But what's actually happening is you don't want to allow yourself to feel uncomfortable. Because if you allow yourself to be uncomfortable, then that means that you are being faced with, this, with the reality of how you truly feel. And you are faced with the reality that you have a responsibility to how you're feeling, right? Like we have a we hold a responsibility to our own emotions. And by avoiding them, we think that we're not giving it any more responsibility. Right? We don't have to hold that responsibility. If we're avoidant of our own emotions, that means we don't have to be responsible for them. Um, Which isn't true. (laughs) Which isn't true. But I think that's something to really kind of reflect on a little bit. Like, uh, so many people say, well, I don't want to communicate how I feel because I don't want to make other people uncomfortable. Which could be very, very true. But ask yourself, okay, am I not wanting to make other people uncomfortable? Or do I not want to make myself uncomfortable? Right? Like, I feel like there's something there. There's something there about not wanting to allow ourselves to be in our own discomfort because I do feel like that means that it's our responsibility now. Like, it's one thing, like, to say to somebody else, right, to all the people pleasers who are like, oh, I don't want to make other people uncomfortable. Well, you don't have control over them. You have all the control for you. And what happens with people pleasers is that they, they lose control of self. Like, they don't have any self-control. Or that's how they feel. They they lose that autonomy over their own control because they're so controlling over everyone else's emotions and behaviors and, and outcomes and all this stuff. That they they lose their own for themselves. Their own control for themselves. And that's who you actually have control over. So anyway, this is a big rant to say that ask yourself if the reason why you are finding it difficult to communicate your emotions to friends, family, loved ones, co-workers, bosses, whatever, is it the is it really not wanting to make them uncomfortable, or are you unwilling and avoidant to sit with your own discomfort? Cause all I can talk about is my experience. And my experience and my realization was for me, I for this particular situation I did not want to sit with my own discomfort. I didn't want to admit that I was struggling. I didn't want to admit that I needed help. I didn't want to admit that like, hey, I feel alone. And I need support. I didn't want to make myself uncomfortable in those moments. And... What happened was the moment I allowed myself to sit down, feel, and allow myself to just be in my big-ass fucking emotions was the moment that I felt free. I felt empowered because that meant that I regained my control of myself. And so if you take anything away from this... Just understand that you are able to communicate to others how you're feeling, right? And if you struggle with doing that, I really suggest to not try to find the answers right away. Trying not to find the words right away because I had no word to put to how I was feeling for a long time until I sat with my emotions and I just said said it all, right? And I communicated it all because I had time to reflect I had time to think and to feel and to sit with my emotions and to feel my emotions finally. So don't feel like you have to have a title to how you're feeling, right? Don't feel like you have to put words to your emotions right away. If it doesn't come naturally, it doesn't come naturally. Sit with them for a few days, few hours, whatever you need. And allow your body and your mind to feel what it wants to feel. And that's what I want you to take away from this. Is to, this isn't to make you, to disempower you. This is to empower you to understand that you may have been putting all of your energy and trying to control other people and outcomes in your life. This How powerful is it? How empowering is it to understand that you have the ability to put that same energy into yourself who you actually have control over. Like how empowering is that? Like once I realized that I was allowing other people to have power over me just by me wanting to control an outcome or their behavior or their emotions or whatever, I felt empowered in myself because I realized, oh my gosh, I am the only person I have control over. And was that scary? Yes, cuz that meant responsibility. Right? I had no problem taking responsibility for other people's shit for some fucking reason. I don't know why. But it was so hard for me to take my responsibility for myself cuz that meant I had to do the work if I wanted to change how my my reality. I I had control over that. Right? I had choice, and that's powerful. And sometimes with great power comes great responsibility, right? And that's not the first time you freaking heard that. But you know what I mean? So anyway, just know that you are loved and you are valued and that you are supported. And again, don't feel like you have to have it all figured out right away. It's okay to take the time that you need to just sit with your big emotions, with your big ass fucking emotions. And allow them to to shift you and allow them to just come into your life, sit with them for a little bit and then soon they will leave. So, um, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of magical moments podcast. Um, if you haven't already check out my Facebook group, magical moments, the community, um, it's a private Facebook group for just more support and, and, um, all the inspirational, positive stuff. Um, um, there I do like moon circles and everything like that. So feel free to check out check that out over there. Um, follow Magical Moments Podcast on Instagram at Magical Moments Podcast and, um, and Facebook. And then if you want to book a reading with me or a session with me, let me know. Um, email me at Emily J Deal. That's E M I L Y E M I L Y. J D I E H L at Gmail.com. So thank you guys so much for listening and um I will talk to you guys next week. Bye bye.